Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Happily Hughley podcast, the podcast where we are on a journey to redefine what the word happy truly means in the areas of health, wealth, and love. I'm your host, Kaisha, and with me is the best husband a woman could ask for, and my co-host, Quentin. Let them know, babe. Let the people know. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, peeps. Welcome back to our pod. This episode is the third part of a three-part series giving you all the details on how we became the Hughleys. In the last episode, we shared our engagement story and the beginnings of our wedding journey. If you missed the last episode, make sure you check that one out first before jumping into this one. In this episode, we're going to pick up where we left off by sharing our full wedding story and the question that started us on this whole journey in the first place to redefine the word happy. For this week's Wednesday Wake Up, Kaisha and I are starting the day off with some beans by a Brooklyn-based roastery, City of Saints. We are having their citizen blend. These beans are a blend of Guatemalan and Brazilian beans and roasted to a medium roast. They have notes of brown sugar, orange zest, and hot cocoa. Kai, can you taste the notes? Mm, and it is glorious. You know, coffee. It's all I drink. Oh, is that right? That's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we're jumping into part three to let you guys know whether we won an $80,000 wedding. So let's just give a few more details about what this $80,000 wedding even was, right? So Arena Stage was giving away an $80,000 wedding to a lucky couple, right? And we had entered, and like we told you, we made the top three. Fiddler on the Roof was celebrating its 50th anniversary. And so because there are three weddings in Fiddler, we wanted to have the opportunity to, you know, win this wedding that this theater was giving away. Now, I just have to point out that I was not doing theater at the time. I was not even considering musical theater as a career. And so it was just really funny that, you know, here I am now an actress living in New York and I have a story where I won a wedding from a theater. But anyway, so well, spoiler alert, you just spoiler alert, <laughs> we won the wedding. So this is how it went, guys. Let's let's tell them how it went, babe. So after we made the top three, yes. what happened? So we made the top three. They gave us what about another week to come up with another video, some type of medium, something that we could submit. And then there was going to be a round of voting. And then Tevia and the actor and the artistic director of Arena Stage had the final say on who won. Yes. So it was actually, I know you probably don't remember the time frames as well because, (laughs) you know, in in this particular time of life, guys, we had something pretty crazy happen after we won the wedding. So after they tell us that we're in the top three, we actually have more like two weeks to get this video done. And as we're working on the video, Q gets sick and we thought that he had the flu. So we took him to like urgent care. We went to like a hospital and they kept sending him home saying, you know, just take a lot of, you know, uh, vitamins, water, you know, all I the things. I think they gave me like Tylenol too, like right. to bring my, my temperature down. Yeah. Cause he had a high fever. So they gave him Tylenol and they were like, just take it and you'll be fine. So here comes September 30th, 2014. We go to Arena Stage. They have this whole big event and they announce that we have won this wedding. On October 1st, we go on WUSA 9 Live and we basically are getting interviewed for being the winners of the sweepstakes. We have to get up super early. We have to get there at like 530 in the morning, like at the news station and they record this segment. 
Guys, as we were getting dressed, Q was like slumped down on the floor in his suit, just not feeling it. Yes, sitting at the floor of our bed. Yes. On the floor. On the floor, y'all. In a suit. Yes. So we get in the car, we push through, and we go down there to the TV station, and we do the segment. Now, mind you, like, I don't even know if I can find the link to this. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I want to. It makes me emotional every time I look at it. But Q looked bad, y'all. He just was not there. His eyes were fully, like, red and bloodshot, and, like, he's all disheveled, so opposite his nature. And so... As soon as that segment is over, I'm like, I'm taking you to my primary care physician. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully she can transfer you to the ER so that you will be priority and be looked at because they keep sending you home and you're not getting better. And I'm honestly tired of it. So we go to my doctor and the doctor is like, okay, we need to get him over to the emergency room now. And so it happens so fast, y'all. Went to the emergency room and like it's scary because they took him by ambulance and you know we're in the ambulance and you know the people are saying terms that I don't understand what they're saying and they're like he's going into septic shock I'm like what the hell does that mean and I'm like <laughs> freaking out and like Q was just looking so weak and I'm like okay what is going on like we go from such a high of yeah. winning an eighty thousand yeah. dollar wedding to now Q is very very sick and extreme low like that like the the thing that I remember so there's about two or three things that I remember from that day. I remember sitting on the floor of my suit. I remember going to the bathroom in the news station and just praying, like, God, just get me through this this interview. Like, I just need to get through this interview, and then I can go home and sleep, and I'll shake this, and we'll be good to go. And then I remember sitting in the doctor's office in a chair next to, like, a water tank, like, a water dispenser. I don't know why that water dispenser stands out, but that is literally the last thing I remember. Mm. And then... The story goes, I'm in the ambulance, I go to the ER, and bam. Yep. So, we're in the ER, Q gets a, he gets admitted, and he gets a room, and then shortly after that, I'm pretty sure, if not that day, in the next couple of days, he ends up in ICU. So, that's when it was like, oh, shit, is getting real. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. is going on? I mean, guys, it progressed to a point where Q was at one point on a um, breathing tube yeah and it was like what what like as the days were going by I was just like what is happening yeah and so it turns well at the beginning doctors were speculating that Q had leptospirosis and I'm like okay well what is that I was just very confused about what all these terms meant he had an infectious disease team that were looking in textbooks literally to try to figure out what was going on with this man And so there was one particular, and I don't even like talking about this, but I have to share it because this is a big part of the story and it definitely made an impact on how special our wedding day was. Um, You know, there was, was one point when Q was in ICU and, you know, the doctor had come out and said, you know, well, you guys can't stay here because the ICU, you know, visiting, you know, thing is closed and you guys should just go home and get some rest and they said you know you should start preparing yourselves they were definitely like using language like you need to like brace yourself for you know what the inevitable what might happen and I said I'm sorry what prepare myself for what (laughs) like I'm sitting there like you're out of your mind this is not the end of Q story yeah and it's so interesting because it's not like I'm some like you know, I'm very active. Very, very active, very, y'all. Very active. Listen, Q is healthy. Okay, <laughs> he's healthy without even trying to be healthy. So it's just like, yo, this young man, 25 years right. old. Like, what in the world? To go from like regular, just everyday, like, because that's what it felt like. It felt like like we were recording the videos and everything was going great, 
And then I remember recording like the last video and I wasn't like feeling perfect, but it was just like, ah, oh, man, maybe I've got like a, a cold or something. Yeah. And then the recording that like doing that interview and I'm like, yo, this is terrible. Yeah. I remember like sleeping on the couch because I just could not bring my temperature down. And right. It, it was a mess. So, yeah, it was awful. Back it to, was really awful. Yeah. Back to um, the hospital where they're saying, get your self prepared or whatever. <sighs> yes. Yeah, so they're saying that. And they also were saying that they were going to need to change his breathing tube. And I'm like, well, you're not going to change it without me being here because I don't that's going to be really uncomfortable. And I want to be here when you do that. And so they basically are like, well, man, we might have to do it overnight. I don't know when we're going to do it. And so the doctors leave and my family is trying to encourage me to, you know, go home. And I said, y'all can do whatever you want, but I'm staying right here. <laughs> In <laughs> typical Kaisha fashion. Typical. I'm, I'm a do me. I'm doing me. I'm like, you <laughs> would never leave me if I was dealing with some kind of situation like this. So I'm not leaving and that's on period. And so what's so funny, my father was actually at the hospital and he was like, y'all might as well go ahead because baby girl not going anywhere. She's stubborn. She ain't going nowhere. And he has never been writer. He has never been more right, okay? Um, That's how you know it's right. Listen. When you use improper English, you know it's right. <laughs> right. You've never been more right. So <laughs> I sat there, um, you know, and I was trying to hold it together and everything like that. I'm like, I'm going to just sit here. Everybody's quiet. And then some somebody said something. I can't even remember what they said, but I just started crying because at this point I'm tired. I was still, there were a couple of days in there where I was still going to my job because I didn't have enough leave to just fully take off. So I was working. I was coming to the hospital, seeing you a couple of nights. I would like find ways to stay over. It was just a very, very like I wasn't getting enough rest. Mm. So I finally blurt out, I'm tired. And I literally start crying and just losing my mind. And I was like, I'm still not going anywhere, though. Don't let these tears make you think I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally, Q's mother convinces me to leave. And she takes me to her house. And, you know, we stay. I stay with her. And then she's like, I'll bring you back first thing in the morning. I was like, okay, cool. So, guys, prayer works. It really does. This is one of the miracles in life that I have experienced that I just can never, ever forget. Basically, we had gone to get some breakfast, me and Q's mom. We go to get breakfast and I get a call from the hospital and they're like, hey, you know, um, Kaisha, your, your fiance wants to speak to you. So just to bring you guys up to speed, Q had been in ICU. I had not had a chance to speak to him in about four or five days. He was on this breathing tube, so he couldn't talk. So I'm like, what do you mean wants to speak to me? They were like, oh, we took the breathing tube out. Like he was sitting up in the bed and he wants to talk to you. And I'm like, what? I'm like, literally like, what? So right before this morning happened, I remember one day driving and crying and praying to God and saying, God, this is not the vision that you showed me. This looks opposite for what you said Q and I's future is going to look like. I don't know what this is about, but this doesn't have your name on it. And I need you to reverse it. I need you to reverse this in a mighty way right now in the name of Jesus. Like, y'all, I was praying. I ain't never prayed like this in my life. Okay. Hold on. And you said you were driving. And you I were was driving and crying Lord. and praying. I probably oh, bless those Lord, people bless that was the on drivers. the road. Bless the drivers <laughs> on I the road. Because when I tell you, I was literally. <laughs> literally screaming to the heavens and just praying that God would reverse it. And literally within 24 hours, God reversed it. And when I tell you, I get to the hospital accused mom and he's sitting up in the bed, talking to his dad, watching the Steelers game. I'm confused, but so relieved because it was lovely to be able to hear his voice again, to see him sitting up, to see him looking like he's going to 
to progress, especially when the day before nurses were telling me I needed to prepare myself. The only thing I kept holding on to was that I needed to prepare myself for what was to come in our relationship. And that's mm-hmm. the only thing I needed to prepare for. Mm-hmm. So I've been talking for a while, but I had to tell you guys that part because it was really tough. Q was only in the hospital for what? Eight days. Eight days. Yeah. And over those eight days, y'all, it was so hard. It doesn't sound like a long time, but that's a long time for your loved one to be in a situation that you can't help them get out of. Right. And so it, it was rough. And Q came home on my birthday. Yep. Yep. So that was like my birthday gift from God that, you know, I got my fiance back. I, and they was trying to hold me in there. Oh, they were. They were. Re- and I was like, no, today is our day. I'm leaving today. Yeah. So I had to have I had to take a page out of Kai's book and be like, nah, I'm gone. <laughs> I, I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> this is my moment. And it was at the point where it was like, he, he was good enough. He was, Well, I know it's kind of crazy to say he was good enough to leave after being in ICU and experiencing all these different things. But he really was good enough to leave and to be cared for at home. There was still a recovery process following that, but it didn't necessarily need to happen in the hospital. I also had to get home because I had I was planning a gift to make sure that like Kai would see when we got home on her birthday. And I was like, this will not be the same on the ninth. The eighth <laughs> is, is, has to be on the eighth. Oh, so bless your little heart. It worked out. Of you, course you figured it out before though, but it's okay. And it's, it's, it's totally fine. You didn't even have to do that. My gift was literally having you home. So, yeah. So Q gets out of ICU, guys, and we get through this situation. And, you know, for the next, you know, I guess I should have said that after we won the wedding, we had 90 days to plan it. Yes. We did not mention that. It, you yeah. You had 90 days to plan this wedding. Yeah. So yeah. we won on September 30th. Our wedding was planned for January 2nd, Second. 2015. Yeah. And so after Q gets out of ICU, the main priority is getting him healthy. And so, you know, we went through that whole process of, you know, he had to take off work for a few weeks and, you know, I had to go back to work and you know just making sure that you know he got healthy again and so that was a big priority but then also we had to start planning this wedding and so (laughs) we got to work in terms of getting together a guest list and you know invitations and I found my wedding dress in two weeks you had to get a tux and wedding rings and all these things like we had to you know get ourselves together and so it was what about 60 days actually that we yeah. had to plan this wedding. Really, because the, the great thing for us is that when we won the wedding, we had two wedding planners that really helped us out so much with a lot of these things. So even though it was a lot for us to get together, they were handling the brunt of a lot of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So if we didn't have them, it would have probably been impossible. Mm-hmm. But um, our wedding planners had our back for sure. Um, but yeah, it was definitely more like 60 days because the first 30 days were spent trying to get Q to be healthy again. And mm-hmm. so, you know, Q lost a lot of weight in the hospital and so he was trying to gain weight again and trying to like feel better and all these things and I don't know if we told them what you actually had but Q actually had ehrlichiosis and before he left the hospital they actually took pictures of like his eyes and his hands and different things to include in some scholarly journal yeah I'm, um, at, uh, I'm at the hospital's uh research uh in their textbooks now that I think about it we should have got a check for that we need to call and check up and see if we can monetize that opportunity okay I'm joking I'm joking I'm just saying they took pictures of your eyes they need to write a check for that Mm. these eyes need to be paid okay well you hear it first people listen these eyes need to be paid paid period so anyway um you know we what do we want to tell them about now like from you know the wedding planning should we maybe jump into like the wedding day yes let's go ahead and go down the road do you want to go wedding day or do you want to go um yeah let's do wedding day we'll okay. do wedding day yeah Whew. 
I should should I mention that I missed the rehearsal dinner? I mean, you don't brought it up now. You can't just bring something up on a black podcast and then not like that's delve true, into it. True. You know what I'm saying? Don't you hate it when black people do that? When they be like, oh, you remember when? No, nah, nah, I'm not going to tell you. No, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. So, so you have to tell them. as Kai told you, our wedding was on January 2nd. Yes. So our rehearsal dinner was on the 1st, which meant our bachelor and bachelorette party had to be on the 31st. Mm-hmm. Don't do this to yourselves. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> it's a lot to do. Yeah. It, and the crazy thing is that it wasn't even like some crazy, crazy night. It was just like a series of events that went wrong that made me late. I mm-hmm. I wanted to get my hair cut the uh, day before because most people know most 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 of my brothers will know like that first that first that fresh cut is great. But it's like that second day when you can put your do-rag on, you get them extra brushes in, everything is settled in and marinated. Mm -hmm. That's when the cut is fresh. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get my cut on the first so that the second I'm good to go. Everything is precise. Mm -hmm. So we go to the barbershop and for whatever the reason, it just takes us a little bit longer than anticipated. Mm -hmm. Then I had to run and get the rental car for the actual wedding day. Yeah. And the moral of the story, I'm just late. Just completely, completely, completely late. So not only did I miss, like, I was in the hospital, but I also botched the wedding rehearsal dinner. Uh, the re- rehearsal. Well, honey, I don't think you can control that you were in the hospital. That's and you true. being late also was slightly out of your control. You didn't know that all of those different things were going to take all the time that they did. So, you know, it's water under the bridge. I'm glad I get a pass on that because I was livid. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh so rehearsal dinner um we or we have our bachelor and bachelorette parties on new year's eve mm-hmm. then the next day like you said we have the rehearsal dinners and so now here we are january 2nd it's showtime it's the show wedding day time go so time. one of the things to keep in mind when you win a sweepstakes like this is that you know there's a lot of media attention and so i don't know how they were with you and they weren't like bad with me or anything at at all but there were a lot of cameras around and interviews happening and that was like strange because again I've always been a person that is not afraid of the spotlight but on a day like your wedding day when you're trying to internally like just have a moment and like think and you know reflect you know a bright camera in your face is not always the thing that you're looking to do and so it was very interesting you know doing these interviews and things um it was just an interesting experience so definitely the like like the focus was definitely on the bride. I had one one interview right before I went on the altar for the wedding, mm. and completely fine. I mean, it was a simple interview, lasted probably like five to ten minutes, and back to my chill, quiet, meditative. <laughs> meet meet the people, you know. Talk to my mom. Talk to my dad. You know, they said they prayed with me, wished me the best, and boom. Yes. Speaking of prayer, one thing I will never forget about, you know, the moment before I walked down the aisle is that Lady Moore, who is the first lady at Judah Temple Amy Zion Church. Judah. Come on, Judah. Um, Pastor Moore, 
who is um, the pastor of the church. He married us and his wife. Um, we did marriage counseling with them leading up to the wedding. And so Lady Moore, she actually um, prayed with and over me before I walked down the aisle. When I tell you my bridesmaids and I were all in tears from her prayer and from her presence just being there, that was a really, really beautiful moment. And so Lady Moore, if you're listening to, listening to this, thank you so much. Um, I will never forget that. Thank you for those words. So that was a beautiful moment prior to the wedding. And so here it is. It's showtime. Time to walk down the aisle. Now, of course, you guys, If I, since I want a wedding, I might as well be extra. You know what I mean? Might as well. Like, might it, as I well. might as well be extra. And so the whole thing was like, let's just go. So we got married in a study at Arena Stage. And so I had the opportunity to do something a little bit different because they have a stair cl- staircase enclosed in glass. And so I was like, well, I'm going to walk down the staircase and then down the aisle for this really dramatic, you know, Cinderella, you know, kind of effect. But y'all, I have never been more nervous about anything in my life because I was <laughs> like, this could go viral because I could actually slip and fall down the steps and someone catch that on video. And I was like, Kaisha, don't you dare slip. I was walking so slow. I was like, I don't care if the song goes off. I'm not going to fall. You better put that thing on repeat. Y'all better repeat it because I am not going to fall today. And so I actually had to walk through the theater and all the way up the stairs and around in the theater. It was a, it was a very long walk for me in those wedding shoes that I had. And mm. so um, I get all the way around the theater. Like they had to have me go out pretty early from my holding room because of the trek that I had to make on the way to walking down the aisle. And it was funny because I ran into a couple of people in the lobby and they were like, Oh my God. I was like, Hey, Oh my God. It was just like, so, mm. you know, funny. And so I go through the theater, I go, you know, up the steps, and around and now it's time to walk down the aisle so I come out of the door and I get ready to walk down the aisle and it's like unbelievable like I'll include a picture so that you guys can see I don't know if that was even captured on video but I'll I'll put a picture so you guys can see what it looks like and so I come out of the glass doors or come through the glass doors rather and my father meets me and then he walks me down the aisle and so we you know start our wedding and it was it was amazing it was beautiful it was awesome one yeah. of the best days of my life seriously yeah, yeah. I actually thought I was going to cry walking down the aisle but I totally didn't I laughed the whole way down and it was great I was just like oh this is awesome like this is really fun and um we both boohooed during the wedding oh yeah multiple times and our our families did too because we had gone through such a traumatic experience with Q being in the hospital and I think that you know if I could take it back of course I would because you never want to see someone you love go through something like that but I will say that the beauty of it was that it really showed us what was important in that day Mm -hmm. like yes it was cool to have the vendors and the open bar and the wedding planner and this and that but it was even more cool for us both to be in good health and to be alive and to be in love like that was what was most important about the day yeah for sure i definitely definitely would like to piggyback on that like i feel like all of those things that like that culminated on that day was just a testament to like our history and our like relationship from yeah. college all the way up into that point and then you know you have these like peaks you have these valleys but it was just like us being there healthy able to look each other in the eyes and say you know this is what we're choosing in front of god and in front of our families and our friends and like to that was like a big stamp like a big like notable thing in my life and like i said it's one of the best days of my life yeah and then we partied we partied Partied so hard listen black people know how to party okay (laughs) because listen when i tell you our families had a good time still to this day people will say y'all y'all wedding was the best like i had so much fun like we really had a good 
good time. And it was just so beautiful seeing our families come together for that moment. And Absolutely. so oh, we could talk about our wedding all day. There's so many details of what, what happened that day. But, you know, we were given a stay at the Mandarin Oriental because that came with our wedding package. Mm-hmm. And so we get to the Mandarin and, you know, it's wedding night. So everyone's excited. Woo woo. Wedding night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, we had to call our wedding planner because something was going wrong with the reservation. Like they didn't have our names. And so we had to figure that thing out with her and y'all I had to pee. I had on this big (laughs) ballroom dress, right? The dress was heavier than me. Okay. Like it was huge and I had to pee so bad. And I'm like, listen, um, y'all need to get us up in this room because I have to go to the bathroom. And so by the time we get up in the room, cause this takes like 45 minutes to get this whole thing sorted out. Y'all, it was totally not the, you know, TV-esque version of what happens on your wedding night. I was like, babe, rip this dress off of me if you have to, because I have got to pee right now. I'd only pee twice that day. And I'm like, yo, my bladder said, nah, sis, it's over. So literally, he's trying to figure out how to take the dress off because it's a corset um, kind of situation with these very small buttons. And so... To put the dress on, you had to actually use a a bobby pin or a needle to get the loops on the back of the dress. And so I'm trying to explain to him how to take it off. Y'all, he gets the dress off. It's cake falling out of my dress because we had done the whole cake exchange and some got down in my dress. And it's just not sexy. Like, it's not (laughs) sexy. And you know what? It's fine. I run to the bathroom and we literally had a hearty laugh about it because it was like, yo, only us. Only us. Only us. Only us. So the very next day, what happens, babe? We go to our honeymoon. We go. Yes. We almost miss our flight. Yes, we do. We almost miss our flight. Oh, that's a funny story. Tell them that. Yes. So we're rushing to, we had to return a vehicle. We had to get our friends, our our friends to pick up our um, attire so that they could return my tux and store the dress at our house. Mm -hmm. We, so we we catch up with them. We go and return the the, the, uh, truck to the airport and then we're like hustling to the gate. Mm Mm-hmm. And the only reason we make this flight is because the uh, attendant who was boarding the flight was like, you guys were on, uh, you guys just, did you guys just get married? You guys were on TV last night. Mm-hmm. Because they saw that we had won the wedding. They saw we won the wedding and they let us onto the flight. Yes. They were literally closing the door, y'all. Like we mm-hmm. almost didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as we left, there was a snowstorm that happened. Oh, I forgot about yes. the snowstorm. Yes. That happened in D.C. So our first place that we were on the way to was um, Orlando, Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. We spent one week in Florida and one week in Jamaica. And so as we started our trip in Florida, we we get there and, you know, we, we're settling in. The next morning that we woke up, Q and I had this conversation. And this is why we're starting the podcast, guys. Mm-hmm. We had a mm-hmm. conversation and we were both like, wait, is this it? What do we do now? What's, what's next? Mm-hmm. And so we have been the kind of individuals that have checked all of the things off of the list that society would expect you to. We went to college. We graduated. We went to graduate school. We graduated. You know, we got the jobs. We got the house. We got the cars. Now we're married. Is kids really what we are supposed to do next? Like, what are we supposed to do next? And will this make us happy? Right. And so that's why we started this podcast, guys, because we found that we really needed to create our own list and we needed to create a list based on the terms in which we wanted to define happy and so we want to help you as you as you come along our journey to redefine what happy means to you come along our journey guys quentin and i would like to thank you for tuning into this week's episode if you are enjoying our podcast 
do us a huge favor and take a moment to leave us a five-star review. Five-star reviews help more listeners to find our podcast. We would also appreciate if you could take a screenshot of this episode to share on your social media. Make sure to tag us at Happily Hughley. To see the show notes for today's episode, simply visit www.happilyhughley.com. See you next week on the Happily Hughley podcast.